We are back, baby. We are back. That's we right. are back. You are looking live. We get after it. You know, we jabber jaw. We go tit for tat. We have our little differences. Let's get funky like a monkey. And here we go. And welcome to the Moose and Runes podcast. This is episode 89 of the pod, a down week in the sports world, but we keep it coming. We're going to look back at championship weekend, look ahead at the Super Bowl matchup, a couple other topics to get to. Without further ado, I bring in Garfield himself, the big cat. Not the real big cat, but the other big cat. I was Matt the original Rooney. big I was big cat before he was. Were big you cat. big cat pre like you were 2000? Me, you were calling me big cat in like freshman year of high school, sophomore year of high school. I'm trying to think like when Tiger took on the big cat moniker because I don't think people were calling him the big cat during the dominance. I feel like it like, took over. Like it took over much later. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. Okay, so the original big cat. Yeah, um, the OG. The big less cat. famous, the less famous of the two, but the OG Doesn't big matter. cat nonetheless. The better um, one. The better of the two. My back is better than his. Okay, and uh, how's close, everything else but, feeling? Back, uh, back's in good shape, but how's everything else? Feeling? Everything, honestly, the, Sunday was tough, man. Because I still, yeah. I was still watching that, and it was great. Those two are fantastic games. I'm not talking about mm-hmm. the games themselves. We'll get into that. You still, There's still just the what you, if you can't there, help you know? but watch, think, watch those games and think that shouldn't have been the Chicago Bears, the two mm-hmm. teams that are in the Super Bowl. One, the Bears made look like a last place team, and the other, the Bears lost to by a yard. Granted, it was the yeah. The score was probably a little bit closer than the game was, but still, the Bears were a yard within going to overtime against them. Well, you know what? Cody Parkey might have missed that extra point, so I shouldn't say that for well, sure. Well, you see, my what they if were right there was no pictures. longer directly just tied. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no that's I was wrapping yeah. up there. My what if right there. idea was no longer tied directly just to Cody Parkey because I was thinking about it that not only should the Bears be playing in a part of that weekend, but the Bears should also have been hosting that game at Soldier Field. My what-ifs go yeah. all the way back to Kevin White stretching the ball back, ball out. My what-ifs go back to them showing up for the first half against the Patriots. My what-ifs go back to uh, week Miami. one and Kyle Green Fuller Bay. intercepting that pass. Like it, There were so many moments where the Bears had an opportunity to essentially be an undefeated football team, but you don't have to be. Let's say one of those moments, one Just of those three moments goes your way, goes your way, and uh, the Bears are hosting. Not that today, it but. probably wasn't the call, the right call at the time, but the the let's try and get one more win out of Chase Daniel before going back to Mitch to let him yeah. be fully healthy. I'm not maybe Mitch wasn't healthy enough. Maybe he was, and that was their idea. And you plenty again, of what outside of Cody Parkey. Yeah, it's just yeah. it's it still stings, man. I'm not. I don't think I get over this until like next year's playoffs. If yeah, the, we gotta, the Bears we gotta, have to be gotta, in first, we got to crown a champ and move on. Is what we got to do I here. Think but so. I, I agree with help. you. I agree with you that um, we're not really. Uh, it doesn't feel. It doesn't. It, it still feels like a big miss right yeah. now. And um, uh, we're not gonna. We're not here to talk Mitchie about Pro Bowl, this week. Mitchie Pro Bowl. Mitchie Pro Bowl. Congratulations. Shout out haters. Making it to um, see all the haters there, Joe. Making it to uh, beautiful Orlando, Florida. So uh, good, good for Mitch and uh, the other people going. Charles to the Pro Leno, Bowl. Cody Whitehair just got named to that this morning too. It's become such a non-event at it's, this point. It's really like, amazing. Like it used to be, at least something you when it was AFC NFC in Hawaii. You at least 
tune in for a quarter, just kind of see people screwing around, having fun. Now it's I like, never I don't, really did. I, I, w- I would tune in more like just for a little bit, a couple minutes here and there because it was something on. Again, it was the down weekend in sports. So as you see yeah. who was doing what, there was the one big Sean Taylor hit on the punter that was epic. I'll never forget that one. But now it's like it, they draft teams or whatever. It's in Orlando and like Michael Irvin and Deion I think Sanders should, and the coaches or something. Like I think it should still be the week after the Super Bowl, how it originally was, and not – Sandwich it between two. Oh, so you're guys right. who it played, used to be right after the Super Bowl. Who yeah, guys right. and guys who played in the Super Bowl would be able to go then from the Super Bowl, celebrate, do the week, do the Disney do World the parade, do the Disney World stuff, and then that weekend fly to Hawaii and not play, but be there and actually be celebrated there. I think that they should go back to that, and they should just completely slash the game and do a skills event yeah, Saturday, I was, I was Saturday Sunday. Do just a cool going skills to, event. You, you took the, the idea out of my mouth. Like the, the, They still do like a skills event like throughout the week, and I actually find myself tuning in to see Those that. Those are more interesting. They're kind of fun to watch. Let's see how many you know moving targets Drew Brees can hit from 40 yards yeah. away or like – who can feel the most punt? Like can Tariq and it Cohen doesn't even have to be that handed? serious. Like, yeah, no, yeah, like yeah. Those like guys are it's a lot more fun. Like I don't know. I, I, I'm man, with you. Big man passing challenge where offensive and li- lineman and defensive lineman go through the quarterback target um, oh, yeah. gauntlet. Like I you, had can, great you can make it interesting. Everyone. You can make it interesting, but yeah. Um, no, yeah. Like like you said, congratulations to Mitch, first career Pro Bowl. It's definitely a, a, a highlight on the. Um, it, uh, on the resume, it's an but asterisk it is, Pro Bowl, but at the same time, mm-hmm. this still means he's you know a top ten player at his yeah. position in the NFL last year. No which, as much you want to rip him, for, like you might want to rip the idea of him going to the Pro Bowl. That's still a pretty good accomplishment. He's in the top I, third I, of his profession this last I think year. That, I think that real NFL fans that know that Pro Bowls don't mean much at, at the end of the at the end of a career when you're really sizing up a career, you're looking at Super Bowl appearances, mm-hmm. Super Bowl wins. All pro votes, like those are all yeah. pro lists, are, are what you're looking at. Um, I, I feel really pro, bowl, pro, pro bowl anymore. numbers are like last on your Hall of Fame. Yeah, list. like in, like in the MLB, there's an extra. In the MLB, you still look at All Star Game appearances. That still <laughs> has a little bit more cachet, but uh, no longer the case in the NFL. But we got some actual games to play in a couple weeks, or we got the actual game to the, play in a couple weeks. The big game. Let's talk about let's talk about um, these two games that we saw, Matt. You want to start off AFC or NFC? Let's see. Do you like NFC was first. Let's go NFC. Let's let's go in chronological order. NFC matchup. Um, obviously, the first thing that comes to mind is the no call there down down at the goal line with about a minute left. That would have ended the game. They could have run out the clock, kicked a little chip shot field goal. The Saints mm-hmm. that being, and uh, instead we go to overtime and. Intercepted yeah. sets up another nice field goal, but clutch kicking um, out of out of the uh, out of the Rams. So yeah. that's the, the, clutch that's kicking what, that's out of everybody. Happens. Did you see that stat that not yeah. a single extra point or field goal was missed in that conference championship? Like that is that was and I was shocked, by, not shocked by that, but that's just that's, I don't feel like cool I'm stat. stretching here. Don't feel like I'm stretching here. That's no coincidence. No, we have four kickers who all understand the moment and all understand their job and all understand that they need to execute to give their team the best chance to win. And they've had that mindset mindset all season. Well, that's a championship mindset. Mm-hmm. It, those things spill over from Tom Brady to your kicker, from Patrick Mahomes to your kicker, mm-hmm. from uh, Aaron Donald to your kicker. It's, it's an air in the room and it's a kicker buying into that air. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of what I felt like I saw from, from the kicking game this weekend. Yeah. And you know, 
go back to the game, not to spend too much time dwelling on kicking and upsetting Bears fans. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> um, it, that that missed pass interference call that was obviously terrible. Like, and that that was mm-hmm. it's inexcusable to miss that big of a Hot call. Take. And that big of wasn't situation. pass interference. I just want to be the one person in the nation okay. who says that. Well, it was, and it was also <laughs> probably an illegal hit to the head, and you know, mm-hmm. there's probably a couple different penalties you could have thrown there. But I digress. Uh, the, the Saints still had what was it a 14 to three lead? They they, they they still had the lead. They still had the ball. And this is. It's going to go back and a lot like the Bears game in that, like, yeah, the, the Cody Parkey thing is the focal point of it, but there were a lot of things leading up to that where the Bears probably should have put the game away or won the game. There are a lot of things leading up to that call where the Saints probably could have put away the game or won the yeah. game. They had a 14-3 to lead at home in the Superdome against a team who, quite honestly, going into that game, I don't think was the most confident team in the world. I know they had a great win against the Cowboys, but they were not playing their best football of the season. The Saints yeah. were playing some pretty darn good football. They had a lead at home with maybe the second-best quarterback in the NFL, one of the best to ever do it, and they couldn't hold on to that lead. Part of that has to be on them. It can't just be all on this, they missed a pass interference call. Yeah, but that's, the, a, big the difference, that's a big the part difference of it. That, the difference there is that the game and the outcome was largely decided upon by a non-player performance. Mm-hmm. The Bears game was decided by a player performance. That you can... I mean, as a Bears fan, it's hard to live with, but that you have to live with. It almost seems like if you're a Saints fan, someone still owes me something here. Like, like I've been wronged and not by the doing of my team, by a third party, Cleet Blakeman, somebody needs to stand up and make the right call here. Um, just an egregious no call. I tweeted it immediately and it was very knee jerk, but I was trying to think of where it fell on historic calls and no calls. It's right up there. Uh, that's as bad of a missed call as I can ever remember. In the moment, unbelievable. And unbelievable. I, that said, I don't think there should be this overreact. The, the, the whole story the last two days has been, well, should pass interference be reviewable? No. I also, th- there's no way. No, you should have competent referees. Exactly. That's, like that, that's yeah. just because a ref missed a, a terrible call in a bad spot doesn't mean you need to open that Pandora's box because can you These imagine already if we're deciding hours. NFC championship games in, in you know, hour four and a half, five of the game because we're interviewing a judgment call on pass interference? Uh-huh. Like we, when you're interviewing or reviewing catches and all that stuff, there's at least a, a you know, written rule, an actual rule in place. Pass interference, there's no way to, you know, like, come up with an actual rule. Pass interference, you know it when you see it. Get better referees. That's Thank that's you. the call right Hire there. I think the, I think the back judge, call. I think the back judge and the side judge there should both be fired because there has been a precedent set earlier, excuse me, in the season You're of that excused. one referee. I forget who, what referee it was and what the situation was, but an NFL ref was fired earlier this season for a missed call. I think that both of those individuals should be held accountable. It's unacceptable when you have a Super Bowl trip on the line. And uh, yes, Saints fans are probably up in arms as they very well should be. I'm up in arms. I was robbed yeah. Breeze I was robbed Breeze Brady. I was robbed another moment to feel like a, like I was a kid again. Like I this is yeah, it's going to be a great game between the the Patriots and the Rams, but can you imagine Breeze Brady in the year 2019? Like, greatness still playing at their peak. One, one, one of these guys could very well win and ride off into the sunset mm-hmm. type situation. Like that. That's what I was rooting for on Sunday, and um, I think we were robbed of it a bit. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you. I, I def, that was the matchup I had. I had. Uh, 
in our in our picks contest that was where i put my money on so especially wanted to see that for that but like you said like the fact that these guys are both 40 and playing at their peaks like seeing those guys kind of go at it one more time it's like similar to when we saw brady and manning in the afc championship game what it was a couple years ago manning wasn't his peak but you still kind of saw those guys go at it one more time and i feel like brady and breeze like as much as the, as, as legend excuse me as legendary as they've been Mm-hmm. Breeze has pretty much spent the entire time of his peak over with New Orleans. Obviously, he was with San Diego for a while, but wasn't really Drew Breeze until he got to New Orleans. We haven't really seen them cross paths all that often, mm-hmm. and for for as much as as great yeah, as they've been, we've kind of seen them. They've kind of been on opposite sides of the spectrum. We haven't really seen those two meet as much. As we've seen Brady and Roethlisberger as much. As we've seen Brady and Manning. We haven't really seen those two come together. This would have been a fun opportunity to do that, but uh, I guess it's Jared Goff's turn because the officials decided that. Uh, that wasn't pass interference or an illegal hit to the head. Um, outside of that, uh, some really good football, some exciting high stakes. Outside football. of that, it was a fantastic. Yeah, it was a fantastic game. Like that NFC it, Championship was a lot of fun to watch. It's always, um, you know, when when the stakes are that high, it's it's always great football to watch. And credit credit to the Rams for putting themselves in a situation to, I don't know, be the beneficiaries of that call mm-hmm. and then executing and coming back and scoring and then making the plays that they needed to in overtime and getting a breeze. And, you know, they, they still did a lot of things to win that football game. Yeah. Essentially, without the services of Todd Gurley, whether that been performance-based, him being sat out in the third quarter or him actually having knee issues, which I really do think there are still knee issues yeah. there. Um, they did it with C.J. Anderson, a guy who wasn't on a roster until Week 16. Unbelievable. Yeah, I don't know if you can win NFL Comeback Player of the Year just because of a playoff <laughs> performance, but <laughs> C.J. Anderson right now, I guess it was good because of two weeks, uh-huh. um, really, or whatever, three weeks or whatever it's been, does deserve <laughs> some votes for that. He was yeah. outstanding again, and I, it's it's kind of cool to see this guy who's you know, so good like three or four years ago has been doing nothing. I mean, mm-hmm. give some credit to the Rams' offensive line, but this guy looks like mini Jerome Bettis back when they were the LA Rams. Yeah, it's um, they found lightning in a bottle a little bit here, and uh, sometimes that's what again, you need in a playoff run. We have this conversation, I feel like weekly, but you just need a healthy, competent running back who knows the playbook and could go get you some mm-hmm. yards. It doesn't have to be, um, doesn't have to be Le'Veon Bell. It doesn't have to be Todd Gurley. It yeah. can be. You know, another competent running back with a good offensive line in front of him. But um, that's uh, that's how the NFC shook down. And um, I, I'm actually I have the Rich Eisen show on mute on well, television right now. And he talk about are, the same stuff we are. He's digging into the pass interference call All right, right now. And so we're basically Rich Eisen. Still pretty egregious. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It, 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 there's I can't think of a missed call that that was as bad as that off the top of my head right now. Like that was. Maybe there were some that were as bad that I can't think of, but I don't think there's a worse missed call than that one. I guess it, the only thing that came to mind, and I, I definitely have, uh, I have Sacramento bias now, but a lot sure. of people were saying that, like, Game 5 um, in 2000, I believe that you was get the Lakers series. The Lakers series, yeah. that was fixed. But that was a culmination of multiple calls. Yeah. Um, that was not, like, again, one moment and in time. And that series was legitimately fixed. <laughs> we yeah. now pretty much learned that Tim Donahue was the... Was and official for do you know that, that there? Do you know that there is a full thirty for thirty that ESPN is sitting on because the NBA has like pretty much memorandum like kept them from running it because on it Donahue so and like, or just on, that yeah, on the whole on the whole series. Um, I think it's called Ten Days in the Valley or something like that. Really, and 
and um, one of the pers- radio personalities out here um, appears in it. He's one of the people that they interviewed for it, and he's seen the final cut. And um, I think it was finished about a year and a half ago, but they refused to run the NBA. The the end, like, run it. I guess what at this point, like it's it's a new commissioner, it's a new league. Like, why do you care at this point? Like, what yeah. what's what? It's, I don't think it's that. I, I don't think it'll be so much negative PR for the NBA at this point with entirely new regime up top and new players, new team, everything that like this would hurt them at all that much. Like we know what Tim Donahue was. Yeah. He was fixing games. This is just a story about that. Yeah. Um, but uh, we digress. We digress. Um, I did not expect to uh, talk about Tim Donahue this morning. <laughs> let's jump over to the AFC side. Uh, the theatrics, the heroics of Tom Terrific once again on display. This man, and I will wax poetic if I feel so, this Please man do. is the greatest we've ever seen. We won't see him for much longer. If you are in the camp that is sick and tired of the Patriots' success, I totally understand, but you have to be able to step back and look at greatness at this level. Tom Brady's arm strength on Sunday was different than we've seen it in the last 16 weeks. He raises himself to a level that meets the moment without fail and carries a lesser team year after year to this same great height. It is nothing short of sports heroism. I mean, we, we talked about we talked about it during those black let that breathe. Oh, sorry. You uh, actually cut out there for a second, so I thought you were done talking. That's my bad. <laughs> I, I, the that last thing I heard was, was, was sports heroism. It actually was fantastic. That's the last I thing I said. It was perfect. Sports heroism. That's the last heroism. thing I said. Um, th- this kind of takes me back, not to connect it to hockey, but when we were with the the Blackhawks were making all those runs, we always they always had some sort of lull kind of mid-late season, and the narrative was, can they flip the switch? Can the Blackhawks mm-hmm. flip the switch? Are they capable of flipping the switch? Tom Brady is more capable of quote unquote flipping the switch than I think any other athlete, any other team I've ever seen play a sport, football, whatever. Like you said, like he was making throws, some of those third down throws late. The one to, uh, I think it was to Gronk where he got him on third and 10. It was a post where he kind of split the safety in the corner once Gronk kind of came in on the post. It was an unbelievable arm strength throw, but perfectly where it had to be kind of right low where only his guy can get it. Some of these throws he makes, he just he doesn't really make in the regular season because he doesn't really have to. He doesn't need to put that much stress on his arm, on himself, whatever. And he he's basically saving himself in it. But it's unbelievable. Still, time after time and again, year after year, four straight years now, we're seeing him make these throws come playoff time. Yeah, it's it's nothing short of spectacular to watch and. You know the the Romo moments in the booth. That was great. awesome. He is absolutely fantastic to listen to. Call that game, but at the same time, and I'm not taking any credit, but you can ask my two coworkers sitting in the office. I called Edelman up the seam on third down, three straight third downs because. That's what, that's what they, they do. do. That's what that's what Tom Brady is going to do. Is he is going to look off and he is going to go to Julian Edelman, a man who he has counted counted on in big moments time mm-hmm. and again to go get that first down for him, and that's exactly what he did. The so, third third down, it did go to Gronk at the top of the screen, and saying. it was he either, fantastic. But that's that's going to be the other option. The Gronk important third downs Edelman. are. Roma pretty much said it. Like you were saying there, like he's either going to Edelman up the middle, or he's like a lot of the two times he did go to Gronk. 
Romo started that by saying, okay, I'm gonna I'm looking for Gronk up top one-on-one. If I get that, I'm going there. He was saying if he gets one-on-one, and both those yeah. times he got Gronk one-on-one. If not, Brady's looking inside for Edelman. He was essentially looking to see He was essentially looking to see what that safety was going to do, yeah. whether it be shade over the top of Gronk or stay in the middle of the field. He's going to the opposite area. Exactly. And it wasn't like it wasn't like brain surgery and Romo wasn't um, you know, picking these things out of a hat. It was um, it was really good football and really great execution by players who have all been there in that moment before and have executed in that moment before. It's the Patriot way. They expect that of their players. They demand that of their players and they continue to get that from their players. I I do want to, give quick credit to the other side here of this because Tom Brady's getting all the credit deserves it like the Patriots do. Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes, they, they had a slow start. They went down 14 nothing, and he, he took several times in the fourth quarter, took his team down the field when they needed, got them in the end zone, got them, you know, got them field, got them points, and got them to overtime against easily the greatest of all time. I, yep. I, this was kind of Patrick Mahomes' final test for me. to kind of, like, we, we saw how exciting he was. We saw how fun he was during the regular season. But his, his playoff game against the Colts, he wasn't really asked to do much. This was his chance to go up against Tom Brady and, you know, the evil empire, whatever, Bill the Belichick. Big boss. <laughs> and he didn't win the game, but he it, with how overtime went, and I'm not one of those guys who's going to complain about overtime. I think it's fine. I think your defense has a chance to make a stop, and if they don't, you lose. That's fair. But he yeah. didn't also really lose this game because every time when he was called upon to go down and get his team points, he, he did. Happen. And that's, yeah. that's not consolation for Patrick Mahomes or Chiefs fans, but you know, in the in the bigger picture thing, I, I think that's yeah. so incredibly impressive that he he did go blow for blow with Tom Brady. Couple things there. I do think that there needs to be some sort of adjustment where both teams do need to touch the ball. Um, I think that you should be able to answer with a touchdown of your own if the other team scores a touchdown. Uh, I just think if that... If they decided to go to that rule, I wouldn't hate it, but I'm also... I, I don't think this... Yeah, this your defense has got to come up with bad. a stop. And but if this were the, the other the way argument, around, the Chiefs started with the ball, I don't think you'd hear people saying, well, the Patriots got robbed. It's unfair. I, I think you would have... Yeah. People the argument you Patrick just Mahomes made is. about Patrick Mahomes and his ability to execute in those moments when they needed it kind of supports it. But my second point to that is it was... It had all the makings of a torch passing. This was going to be mm-hmm. the moment where the AFC torch was passed from one team to another, from one quarterback to another, because I think, like you said, Patrick Mahomes undoubtedly stated that I am the future of yeah. this league um, with the way he played, and I think we're going to see him there year after year after year, and uh, it's going to be really exciting, but Tom just Tom just wasn't ready to pass He's that torch. He's not ready to go yet. And I, I, I hope we still get a couple more years from him. I still do think we will. I'm not sure about Rob Gronkowski. That, well, that was going to be, be my... Done, done soon, but I, I don't think Tom's ready yet. That was going to be my question. Now, hypothetically speaking, Tom goes out there. They beat the Rams by two scores. It, he raises another Lombardi trophy. I don't think he does it at the podium there, standing next to, uh, standing next to Dan Patrick. Yeah. But I do think he rides off into the sunset. I think that if he wins... I think he. I think Tom Brady so desperately wants to go out a winner. I mean, Tom Brady will forever be remembered as the ultimate winner, but I think he wants to go out on a win. A thing that only. I mean, I can only think of Elway and Peyton Manning yeah. that have done that, and Peyton Manning that wasn't not to take it away from him, but he couldn't even throw the ball. Um, that was the defensive Super Bowl there. So really, Elway is the only quarterback to like lead really his actually team. do it. And right off into the sunset. I think that's something that 
would really resonate with the personality of Tom Brady and his winning ways that he would want to do that. And I think he's understanding more and more just how hard it is to do that. And as he gets older, what it's taking to do that and get into these situations that if they do execute and if they do come away with a win, looking at the work that it would take to get there and do it again, Tom Brady might say, thanks, but um, it's time for me to learn Brazilian and just like chill with my life, my yeah. wife. And I, and I know that Brazilian is not a language. Portuguese. Whatever they, they speak Portuguese. Por- thank yeah. you. Thank you. Portuguese. Pulled a little, pulled, pulled a little, uh, pulled yeah. a little George W there. Yeah, it's okay. Here's... <laughs> <laughs> I, I do agree um, with that you in my that, argument there. I do agree with you that I think he would like to go out on top, but I also don't think if he in his own head thinks he's still got a year or two left, I don't think he's going to sacrifice that much of his, you know, a couple yeah, years off could, his career. That could just eat him alive on the college, huh? Yeah, like he could you know, if he wins one more Super Bowl and thinks like, man, what if I would have gone to one more and then I think he's been to nine now? I could have mm-hmm. got to ten Super Bowls. Like I, I don't think I think he's got certain numbers in mind. I don't think the idea of going out on top is going to make him retire earlier than he wanted to just so he could have gone out on top. I think in a per- yeah. perfect world, he does want to. But I think what we're also seeing is he still does have that switch, and I, I think he kind of knows that. And he knows how to basically get himself through a regular season. I, I know what it takes. Or he knows what it, t- it obviously takes an insane amount on his body to go through this every year, but he's mm-hmm. said multiple times he still thinks he's got a couple more years left in him. I don't see him, I don't see him calling it quits just yet. You want to know ultra perfect world? I would love an ultra perfect world. Here it is: the Tom Bears Brady will make the playoffs, and Mitch Trubisky yes. beat Tom Brady. That's ultra perfect. World. But I'm saying moment. ultra perfect Tom Brady world. Okay, thank you. Patriots win the Super Bowl. He announces his retirement on the podium. Retires. The Patriots draft Kyler Murray with the 32nd pick in the first round. Kyler Murray plays. 15 weeks of football. Tom Brady comes in out of retirement, leads them to another Super Bowl. Mercenary style. So That's wait, perfect. So That's perfect Tom Brady. So Kyler Murray would get them to the playoffs and then be told, I sorry. Think, I think Kyler Murray gets into the playoffs, but he's, he's told now you go play baseball. And Tom's going to come in. Kyler, you're going to Super Bowl. Kyler, you're going to play in the slot for the next few weeks. Exactly. We got Tom coming back. Exactly. Oh goodness. Um, but nonetheless, it's going to be a fun one between the Rams and the Patriots. Uh, I just really hope that the Rams wear the throwback jerseys. I believe they um, are. Andrew Whitworth okay, good. Um, had like a tweet the other day, or it might have been yesterday, of like okay. the jersey with the with the Super Bowl patch on it, and it was the blue and gold Beautiful. one, saying like you know seventy seven never looks so good. So I'm pretty sure it's that, and the Patriots are going to wear the uh, the road whites, if I'm not mistaken. Very nice. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. They've won in the road whites, I think, more than they've won in the blues. They, they, they've only won in the blues the one time. They, they beat yeah. the Rams. No, no, I'm sorry. They beat the Rams and the Panthers in the blues. But they, this this new era Patriots, I guess, has yeah. ne- they, they, they've lost to the Giants twice. The, the whites, they, the only time they lost was last year. Gotcha. Um, and all that right, was Matt. talking Jersey stats. That's Jersey stats right there. Um, we, we, we dig into it. So, oh, we got to get into our picks here. Oh, yeah. Matt was uh, successful. Don't I was, fade what? the Patriots, Joe. Yeah, never fade the Pats. I don't know. I just felt something. It, I'm, I'm the first one to um, lean on the Patriots. I just thought that if you're going to fade them, that they may be lost. If you were going to fade them, I can't blame them for you doing it there. They were, they've never been the same team quite, quite on the road in the playoffs, and Patrick Mahomes. The, uh, yeah, the, the no wins on the road since 07 in the playoffs 
um, and combined with their road record this season scared me. So that's yeah, why that's, I went Chiefs in this one. Fair. But I was wrong. You were right. I went you now Tommy. carry a one game. You now carry a one game lead into the Super Bowl in our quest for the dozen golf balls. So what we're going to do here to make things interesting is I'm just going to let Matt make his pick and then I'm mm-hmm. going to fade Matt to try and tie him just so yeah. we don't have the same pick. And so uh, I'm not locked out of uh, excitement yeah. for, for the Super Bowl here. So, Matt, you can go ahead and make your pick. Big surprise, Joe. I am not mm-hmm. going to fade the New England Patriots. I'm going to take <laughs> Tommy and the Pats minus two and a half in Atlanta uh, in a couple weeks' time. I, I, I can't go against them. I'd like to make it clear that I am uh, making the same pick. This is I'm why we did this, because I, we both know we would have yeah, picked the Patriots. I would have picked the Patriots as well. But I'm going to take the Rams. Uh, and if we tie, we still don't know how we're going to do tiebreaker, whether it be t- total score or final score. Mark you have any three. ideas? Send them. Quarterback passing yards. Yeah, suggest how we can do tiebreaker. We can do some Super Bowl, Bowl props. Involved. Some 50, um, Super Bowl 53 props. Could be Super Bowl props. Um, what color Gatorade's getting poured, Joe? I don't know. I don't like that one because I can make a couple calls and figure that out. Oh, cool guy has connections. Don't ask. Um, I got I got a, I got I a Gatorade guy. I will absolutely ask when we hang up on this call. I got a, I got a Gatorade guy. Um, so yeah, just but, uh, yeah so we'll figure out. Tell me. In the case that the Rams do uh, do win and cover the three and a half, um, or they don't have to win. In the case that they cover the three and a half. Um, we will uh, two and a half, two and a half, two and a half. In case they, they don't try the and, and sneak yourself in. <laughs> in the case that they cover the two and a half, um, should we do closing line or no? I, I, I was more leaning towards opening line. And one opening half. line. I think okay, two, and a, two and a half. I think two, two and a half. There. I like two and a half. Two and a half. Okay, let's do two and a half, and uh, we'll figure out the the tiebreaker and let you guys know next week on the Moose and Runes podcast. Unrelated side note here: we, we brought up. We brought up the props, you know, the Gatorade guy. If you were one of the trainers for this team, and, like, I would imagine if you were one trainer, you would also know what color Gatorade was in the other one. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you bet, like, your life savings on what two color Gatorades were going to be pouring on the coaches? Uh, a lot right? of moving parts there. A lot of moving parts there. You got to – because then you can't even enjoy the Super Bowl. You got to keep your eye on that cooler the whole time and make sure that no one brings in a new one, swaps out an old one. I still think if if you're the if you're one of the head trainers on the sideline, you will, you know everything that's going on there. You can and you, you can can't bet. You got to have someone bet for oh, you. Absolutely, you can't, yeah. you can't bet it yourself. Yeah. You'd have to have somebody and then give them a cut. But at the same time, I, I like to f- think that's you know that's be a lock. Like I said, I got a Gatorade guy. <clears throat> okay, well, again, we'll talk. <laughs> Matt, let's jump to the hardwood here. Uh, a couple topics to get to before we get to some segments. Uh, what really comes to mind are two things. They're both in the Western Conference. The Warriors unbeatable with Boogie. James Harden, 20 straight games with 30 points or more. Um, does I guess let's kind of meld the two here and say, do the Rockets have any chance of being the Western Conference representative? I don't think so. Not the way with the way they're playing. I mean, they, they had that stretch where they're you know, winning. They, they beat the Warriors. They played really well. But at the same time, it's literally just all James Harden. Yeah. I know Clint Capella's out right now, but if he, he's Chris, a big guy. Capella's out with a, with a lower body injury. I can't remember what it was off the top of my head, but if it's a bigger guy coming back, you know, with a knee or a leg issue, again, don't. Uh, no, 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 thumb. Oh, okay. Thumb, thumb, then that's that's not as big of a deal then. But it, it's if, the, the big toe of the hand, as they call it. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> um, but James Harden doesn't have much help, and they, they cleared out. It seemed like a lot of their bench last year to make some room for Mello, and then that didn't really work. Shout out newest Chicago Bull. Um, I don't think they have a chance, especially with how well the Warriors are playing now. These these first couple games with Boogie, like 
it's literally all on James Harden, and I don't think James Harden can beat Steph, Clay, Durant, and Boogie. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. And as impressive as the 30-point streak is, he's not now, that. Yeah. That, he now has another streak going where I believe 200 and something, 212 of his last points are unassisted. Jeez. He has not had an assisted basket in 212 points. They're really just playing iso ball and saying, James, keep us in a game. Give us a chance to win here. And uh, that is not a winning formula. We saw last night with, they got smoked by a good team trying to play that formula. Yeah, just a million weapons mm-hmm. um, on, on the Warriors. So uh, that's talking basketball. Uh, Matt, I think we have a little basketball-related grievance. Do I we do. not? Yeah. Hit the music. The tradition of Festivus begins with the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now, you're going to hear about it. You can't handle the truth. Boy, have you lost your mind? I'll help you find it. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Joe, this is the first grievance we've done in in quite some time, I feel like. Um, I thought it was appropriate to bring back. Did you see the video the other day of of Jim Boylan getting run over by, I think it was Nikola Jokic when the Bulls were playing the Nuggets? Mm -hmm. Did you see his tie happen to fly off? Um, I didn't make note of it, but I did you told me that it was pretty egregious. It was pretty bad. The tie, he, he took a bump, went down, and the tie just kind of went flying. And Joe, you're a fashion guy here. You've been wearing a tie. You've been wearing a tie every day of your life since like high school for the most part, right? For, you've Huge been wearing a lot of ties since high school. It's actually a hazard in Is my jiu-jitsu training. Is there a way training? when you get knocked over that your tie uh-huh. would just fly off if you were wearing a regular necktie? Um, just one way. And that's it not being a regular necktie. Thank you. It was it a clip-on, clip-on tie. <laughs> I don't I don't know if there's a if there's a health issue here. I don't know what it would be. If there's something that, you know, Oh, now we're all conclusive. I don't want I don't want to hurt some feelings. It, it was, you know, and now you now you have to be aware of it. If there's something that doesn't allow Big Jim to, to wear a regular 2019. Necktie, okay. I, I take this way. It is 2019, Joe. You gotta be careful now. You can't say anything that'll offend anybody. But I don't think anyone will be offended by this take. The clip-on tie thing is the most embarrassing part of the Bulls' recent stretch, basically the Jim Boylan area. Everybody wants to make fun of the leadership committee, the how bad they are, basically. That's things, too. Jabari Parker, no. The, the, the clip-on tie on an NBA sideline while coaching an NBA game is egregious. It's unacceptable. It's a fireable, fireable offense in my part, and I, or my, in my opinion. I think you'll agree with me there, too. I 100% agree with you, and I'll go one further and say that the clip-on tie, the Bulls are the clip-on tie of the NBA right now. They're fake. They're not real. They can't do it. They're going to fall off on a nightly basis. They're unreliable. Mm -hmm. It's clip-on ties for everyone right now. You wear a clip-on tie when you're like eight years old, and you, your parents don't really want to buy you a real tie, and you don't need to learn. If you're how a to grown tie, man you that owns a clip-on tie. You don't belong coaching a team, let alone being in a setting where you have to wear a tie. I just, you know, I and I'm not even before this. I wasn't even all anti Jim Boyle, and I thought he was what he was fine. I didn't think he was all that. <laughs> this is bad. the one that did it. Did you? This, this is what did it. This is what's going to keep me on the opposite side. I thought he was doing an okay job. I thought he was, you know, a little bit of a hardo, but I think he was getting a bad deal just because people didn't like the front office for hiring him. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I, this is it, though. I can't. This is unforgivable. I can't defend this. I cannot defend the clip on tie, Joe. Yeah, I, 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 I don't think there's. That's all. I don't, I got. I don't know if you got more. It's 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 bothering me to still talk about. I'd say it's and a this fair is coming grievance. from a fairly lazy person who is not all that fashion forward. I would never wear a clip-on tie to work. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a fair grievance. It's no good. 
and uh, it's just like it's the Bulls. Very, it's no good. It's it's worrisome. It's troubling, and uh, it furthers the ineptitude going on within that. Uh, within you want that a clip on tie guy developing Lowry Markkinen? Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. I don't. Go I don't no want tie. him thinking that's go okay. No tie. Yeah. I'd rather you go no tie. Steve Kerr doesn't wear a tie. If you want to go no tie, that's fine. Don't try and Matt. We're, we're losing our sanity here. Uh, true. So I say we move on. Uh, Let's do it. Definitely a a uh, a news of note. Tiger Woods making his 2019 debut this week at the Farmers Insurance Open to be held at Torrey Pines. I've played uh, there. Opening rounds. Opening rounds on both the north and south course. Played both. Uh, of them, and then yeah. I believe the final round is on the south course. The uh, final south. two rounds. I believe so. Yeah, I they, think it's on they, the they, they go back and forth in the first two, and then they. Nonetheless, Tiger has won at Torrey a record eight times, and I think uh, you know this is the perfect place for him to get his season started, where he doesn't necessarily have to think his way around a golf course. He can almost just kind of uh, react and really just focus on attacking the ball, swinging it, getting uh, getting the swing going for the season. Yes. Uh, what are What are your expectations for Tiger this week at a place where he's won so many times? I, it, it's still early, so I don't really have the the highest of expectations, but I think just kind of from what you said. It's not like he's playing a course really has to really has to think through much. I think you expect mm-hmm. him to, to contend, kind of be up there. I'm not sure he's going to win, but I think we should see him in a spot on Sunday where his name's you know on the first page or two of the leaderboard where he's still kind of floating around at the top up there. Again, he, Tiger is a guy who, like Tom Brady, kind of flips that switch when he needs to. I'm not sure mm-hmm. this is a tournament he's going into thinking, I really need to win. I think it's more of like a... Let's just kind of get the body back going. Let's get warm back up. And I think we'll see him play some pretty good golf because of where he's at. But I don't have, like, sky high. I think he's going to win this weekend expectations. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I'd love to see him uh, in contention wearing the red on Sunday. But um, long season, a lot of talent out there. And I think uh, I'm just hoping to to see a continuation of what we saw at the end of the season last year, not in the terms of victory, just in his terms of, in terms of him, you know, being competent around the greens and finding a couple fairways mm-hmm. here and there. Um, you want to see good things out of Tiger to start the season. No doubt. I, I will say early on here too. Uh, I know last year we we're always kind of on you know, holding our breath on health watch with that back and it held up very well, obviously I, I'm kind uh-huh. of in that boat again, at least early on this year. Because last year when he started playing, obviously it wasn't rest that he was coming off mm-hmm. of. But he was coming off surgery, but hadn't really played competitive golf for a while. Hadn't really put a ton of you know torque on that back. It was just kind of fully rested after surgery. Now he's got you know a full year pretty much of playing golf, and I'm, I'm interested to see how that back kind of holds up. I know it's been you know a nice little break here since uh, he last played in the Ryder Cup, but still. It'll be interesting for me to see, at least early on, how that back holds up and kind of see if we have the same consistency of that back being okay early on. One can only hope. Uh, Matt, should we get into some segments here by ourselves? We can. Um, we, got, we, got a, we got a gossip note. We were supposed Ooh, to get this in with, gossip with basketball. We were supposed to get basketball gossip note. Yeah, it is a this one further uh, rest in pieces uh, to the 76ers. R.I.P. Kendall yes. Jenner. R.I.P. in pieces. Uh, mm-hmm. Kendall Jenner. Good. Not only back confirmed with uh, with Ben Simmons, yeah. but seen sitting courtside a couple nights ago Uh-oh. with Ben Simmons's mother. Uh oh, wedding bells. So Joe? you know, so you know it's real. Was there a ring on about, that finger? I don't know about we- wedding bells, but if they want to have a wedding, they can likely have that wedding in June because I don't think Ben Simmons is going to. Hey I asked you about this pre-podcast, but I, I want uh-huh. to double check and confirm because I kind of forgot. She's not the youngest one; she's the other one, the mm. middle, like the middle of the the middle one. The, well, one the of the model. she's the I older mean, gen. They're all 
quote unquote models, but she's the actual supermodel. Oh, I thought Victoria's the other Secret. one was the supermodel. No, wait, you're no, right. That's the, the one with the, the kid. The kid with, uh, and the, the, the hips and the rapper. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that the one. Hips. Mm-hmm. The hips, yeah. <laughs> the kid with the hips. <laughs> uh, before we get in trouble here, let's jump into some buy or sell. Yeah, let's say. not say something we're going to regret. You want to start us off? I will. Okay. Buy or sell, Matt. DeMarcus Cousins makes the Warriors an unbeatable force that can only be stopped by the Death Star um, from space. I think, well, I'm not going to say Death Star from space unless you consider the Warriors <laughs> to be the Death Star. I think we're okay. at the point where the Warriors are the only team that can beat the Warriors. Um, I know it's early, but in two games, Boogie looks like he hasn't really missed a beat. He looks like he's pretty healthy, and uh, the Warriors don't look like they're having much trouble adjusting to having a guy like that in the lineup. He's still really good. He seems to have kind of bought into the, I'm, it's not just my show. It's kind of a team thing here. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and they look really, really good and almost unbeatable. So if they can stay healthy, I don't see anybody beating them four out of seven times. No, not happening. Uh, and I've never really rooted, ag- I'm not a big root against team guys. I'm not a hater. I'm not going to root against the Patriots. I'm not going to root against the Warriors. This year, I did come into it with a little bit of like, I hope someone else emerges, not for the sake of like keeping the game interesting, interesting but for the sake of um, historical arguments. Mm-hmm. I don't want another three-peat. I don't want them to three-peat, you know? Three feet is a three is a Chicago thing. That's like our thing. That's yeah, why. It, it, but you know, it, the, the Lakers did it, however many years ago too, and nobody really yeah. has those Lakers in the same era as the Bulls. It's just it's it's a different era of basketball, and I I think when everybody looks back on this era, nobody. Yeah. I, I still think you see those Bulls teams as the better team, best teams of all time, because we're not in that super team era. There were still several very good teams throughout the NBA that the Bulls had to na- navigate themselves, you know, their way through. Whereas you look around the NBA, like who do the Warriors have to navigate themselves through? The, the, LeBron, but it was just LeBron. It wasn't, you know, actual really good teams. It was one really good player. And the Rockets once, that was kind of it. The Thunder yeah. once, but that was before they got hey. KD. I mean, I don't... You really want to impress me? No. You really want to impress me? Have Steph Curry retire for two years, come back, there and then win three more. That's, that's how you can that's really That's how you me. know you're the you're, your team and franchise. <laughs> that's when you can talk to them. Have, your, have Steph go play baseball for two years. See what happens. Or golf. He can play golf. He can you play want. golf. Whatever. Uh, full, full tour season, though. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to switch yeah. gears here before we get too far off the, uh, off the rails, Joe. We'll go back to football really quickly. Um, there was that narrative throughout the year that, you know, all the highest paid quarterbacks aren't in the playoffs. And, you know, football is not as much about the quarterback as much what you can get out of the quarterback. We saw in these last couple weeks that's not really true. Um Buy or sell next year, the, the, when we're in conference championship weekend, two of the four quarterbacks are back here. So we're looking at least half of these two teams, these two quarterbacks back in conference championship next next year. You broke up a little bit there just to reiterate. So buy or sell. Buy or sell two, two, of, two, of, the or four, four. two of the okay. four, at least two of the four quarterbacks that played last weekend are back in conference championship this weekend. I'm selling year, just on the just on the account of parity. Um, okay. I don't think Jared Goff is a guy who is going to be in this situation year after year, a la Tom Brady, mm-hmm. a la uh, what I expect from Patrick Mahomes. I think that uh, Jared Goff's a good enough quarterback with the pieces around him to get to the Super Bowl this year, maybe a couple more times in his mm-hmm. career. But I don't think it's going to be sustained success year after year after year for the Rams um, due to the 
you know, shortcomings of Jared Goff from time to time. He's not, uh, he's not top, top tier. Um, I do expect to see Patrick Mahomes back in the AFC Championship next year. Uh, in terms of Drew Brees, uh, he's going to come back and give it a go, he said. Uh, it's going to be another good Saints team. So I think Brees-Mahomes would be your best shot at it. But because of parity in the league and uh, the talent developing on both uh, sides of the AFC and NFC, I'm going to go with sell on this one. I think we only see Mahomes back in it next year. I'm going to buy um, I guess that's me. I guess that's me counting on a Brady retirement. Yeah, too, because if Brady's in it, he's going to be in it. I don't I'm, know. I'm going to buy it. I think you see. I, I think we have an AFC championship rematch next year because I think there is that there is parity throughout the league. But I think when you look at that AFC, like while the Chiefs and Patriots are both beatable, I think those two and what they've done are just they kind of separate themselves. And they're again two two guys I'm not going to bet against come playoff time next year. So I, I I'm going to buy it. I think we see an AFC championship rematch next year. The Saints though look kind of beatable and as good as Drew Brees has been he's kind of starting to show some flaws the last few games of the year this year I think the NFC is kind of where it's more up for grabs yeah um, yeah I think it go either way that's a good question there thank you Matt buy or sell any interest any interest at all in Pacquiao Mayweather 2 Pacquiao tuning up Adrian Broner this past weekend uh, doesn't say much about either guy Broner's yeah. not um, really that great mentally, physically anymore. Did you see Pacquiao's Broner's post-fight interview? The one with uh, the Showtime dude, Jim, I forget his name. Jim Gray, I think. That was, oh his my name. God, it was embarrassingly it was bad. Embarrassing for him. Embarrass- but also, um, Gray did a great job in those moments, but I think he he kind of screwed up in Pacquiao's post-fight interview. Mm-hmm. He This is where it all stemmed from. He said, any interest now? Um, Floyd Mayweather had a hand in promoting this fight. Any interest in fighting Floyd? camera cuts to Floyd and then Jim Gray puts him on the spot. Floyd, what do you say? Yes or no? Like Floyd Mayweather's going to sit there yeah. and give you a yes or no answer from the stands. This man is worth more money. He's He's got to see the dollars and they got to make sense mm-hmm. and it, it just and I don't so see asking it me, You ask me if I, if Are, I think it's happening or if I no, 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 it no. does. Because I, I don't, think, right I don't think it happens. Any interest in seeing it happen? Buy or I mean, sell the interest in Pacquiao Mayweather too? I think the fact that I'm interested shows you what's wrong with boxing at this point because I, off the top of my head yeah I, I think I guys. would like to see it but like that that's why boxing has an issue because I'm more interested in seeing two old guys who were big a couple years ago because they have so lacked to develop any other big names they haven't grown the sport outside of those two at all really for the last I mean we, you had the two heavyweights Fury and Wilder but in this other than those two like they they haven't developed superstars. Even Fury and Wilder leading up to those fights, like not many people had heard of how great they were up until the buildup. Like the fact that I'm interested again in seeing Pacquiao and Mayweather is what's wrong with boxing. There, there's no young up and coming stars. There's Canelo, but th- that's kind of about it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I, so yes, I'll buy. I it, see what you're saying. That I have to buy it because I don't really. I'm a casual boxing fan. I'm not a huge boxing fan. I'll watch yeah. basically what I'm told to watch and. There's nothing else out there that has been worth getting for the most part. See, there are young up-and-coming stars. It's just I don't know about them. That's the problem. Boxing has become so niche that they don't do a good job of letting us, the casual viewer, know about these guys. Yeah, exactly. A casual casual golf fan knows who Dustin Johnson is. Mm -hmm. A casual golf fan knows who... Um, who's an even more, a little bit of more obscure guy. A casual golf fan probably knows who Patrick Reed is because mm-hmm. of the moments he's had. But yeah. a casual boxing fan might not know 
know the likes of guys beyond Canelo Alvarez, Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury, and um, who's the other big dude, the English heavyweight, uh, Anthony Joshua. Now, even, that, my, even him, I hadn't really interest, heard his name before. My interest is in Joshua Wilder. I mm-hmm. want to see Joshua versus Wilder, but Wilder just lost to Fury or tied with Fury, and yeah. they're going to do they're going to do Fury again, which will be another good fight. But um, there are fights to be had outside of uh, Pacquiao Mayweather that that draw my attention, so I'm selling on that. That's fair, and you know, honestly, I want to get to that point again because I really do like boxing. When there when there is a big fight, when there is a big you know whatever a big event that I'm told I should watch, I, I I always want to go out and buy those. I just I don't know who's good anymore. I don't know who who these up and comers are because they do such a bad job of promoting. Whereas you know the UFC, MMA, all this stuff. I hear all these names. You know, I hear the names of these up and comers all the time, and that that I get, get I get more aware of them before their fight. So I'm more inclined to go buy their fight, even though I'd probably rather watch a better boxing match than the UFC fight. I I know these guys. I've heard of these guys. They've hyped their fight. Where I'm, I know what's going on more than in the boxing world. Yeah, there's some great MMA fights this past weekend too. Um, you saw Greg Hardy. Um, Welcome back Greg, to yeah. sports, buddy. <laughs> What an idiot. Um, but uh, TJ Dillashaw in the main event getting that was, touched up by Cueto or uh, Cueto, uh, however you say it. Sejudo, um, something like that. Sejudo. Yeah, I, don't, I don't remember how Cejudo. it was pronounced. Um, but in like 30 seconds, that was good stuff. A couple good fights on the underguard, too. So if you're, in, if you're a fan of combat sports, uh, I mean, you could find it. There's good stuff out there right mm-hmm. now. Yeah, I mean, there, there's nothing better than the UFC right now uh, in terms of what you, in terms of combat sports, sports. If you kind of like that big event, they're yeah. doing an unbelievable job promoting themselves and then kind of developing stars. Yeah, before we let the people go here, I think uh, we got a little mailbag to get. I, I had one more buy or sell for you. Don't sell me short. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Go don't ahead. sell me short because we're in don't buy do or that. sell. It's, don't it's, do that. You know, it's, it was pretty punny. Don't um, do that. Ask a question. All right. Joe, Pat, I, I got to squeeze some hockey talk into this because it's, okay. it's a Moose Ruins podcast. Patrick Kane's on an absolute tear. Um, mm-hmm. He has now climbed himself to within eight points of the NHL's uh, points lead, which was seemed almost impossible about a month ago. He's got 70 points in 49 games. He's on an MVP pace again. Uh, buy or sell when his career's done. Patrick Kane will have had the best Chicago sports career of anybody not named Michael Jordan. He'll go down as the second best Chicago sports athlete ever. He'll be up there. There's only one other name for me that he competes with, but I want to hear kind of what you say, what you think. When it comes to trophies, I think he'll be in the, um, in the most favorable position there Mm -hmm. to, to be in that argument. I just think the, lack of traction from the sport of hockey is what the only thing that's holding him back. It's nothing. It's nothing to diminish his accomplishments, what he's done for the team, what he's done for the city. It's just, there are names on the baseball diamond on the football field that come to mind. And that will probably come to mind before Patrick Kane, regardless of the fact that they only have one Super Bowl to their name. I think Walter Payton is the only that name that you can make me. the argument for. And I, right now, I'd probably say Walter Payton, you know, still has that, you know, edge over Patrick Kane, partially because of, you know, some older fans might say Ernie Banks. Um, I just, I, I know what you mean because hockey's popularity hasn't always been the highest, but I feel like also in this city during this run, the Blackhawks popularity, while hockey outside the city, outside the country, in the country hasn't really taken off. Blackhawks mm-hmm. popularity really it's huge. It's I mean, huge. it is. Yeah. It's become kind of right up there with you know 
everybody but the Bears and how passionate people get about it. I, I really do think once it's all said and done, it's going to be Michael Jordan and then you'll have, you know, Patrick Kane and Walter, Walter Payton, Payton as two A, two B kind of right there. It's what he's doing, especially in these, you know, latter years when the team has had not that much around him, yeah. is just astonishing to me. I also think that Patrick Kane and the way we remember him in history will be diminished a tiny bit just because, and we've had this conversation before, it will forever be Kane and Taze. They will mm-hmm. go up in the rafters next to each other. Yeah. And while that does bolster the pair, it diminishes maybe the individual accomplishments Could of be. the other. Yeah. Yeah. That would be the only um, adverse there. But I'll buy it just because – you know, there's no denying the uh, impact that he's had um, on the team, on the franchise, on the city, and what he's continuing to do here with a team that, you know, isn't necessarily in the position that his mm-hmm. previous teams were in. It's it's fantastic. Yeah, as a 30-year-old. Yeah. Good for him. Uh, now mailbag? Yeah, do it. Okay, uh, we got a mailbag here from my lovely girlfriend, um, friend of the podcast, Shelby. Um now the wording of it was was off. We're not going to get into it. That's but okay. Essentially, essentially slowing down. It's a sports week. Our girlfriends, our mothers, our significant others, are are maybe the people who aren't as invested in sports as us. Maybe with a bit of a, a smile on their face. Yeah. Because you know it's just the Super Bowl, and then we're kind of looking at college basketball. It's a slow sports week this week. Uh, give the fans, the listeners, something to do this week with their time. That doesn't involve sports per se. So first thing I'm going to say, same thing I said when, uh, you know, the Bears were eliminated and we we're talking about things we can do other than being sports fans. Mm-hmm. Great weekend to get the drone out there, Joe, especially here with the, the weather, with the, with the weather, <laughs> weather's been wild. If you want to be a drone guy, especially here in mm-hmm. Chicago, we're expecting some more snow. I think it gets some pretty cool drone footage. So I'm talking about being a drone guy. Okay. No, but actually, that's it's probably that's, not, that's probably not what I'm going to do. I don't know. This is the weekend, like you said, to, to get out and whatever the the girlfriend, wife, whatever has been nagging you to do for they've been saying they want to do for a while now. This is kind of the weekend you do that, right? I would imagine. I'm single, so I wouldn't really know, mm-hmm. right? I feel yeah, like that right. sounds about right. You would know better than I would. I think it's a little early for apple picking. Um, yeah, so but yeah, it's here. It's a little definitely. Bit <laughs> Definitely some uh, some some bay some bay events. Definitely some bay events. Take a vacation. Uh, myself personally, because sports have slowed down, I'm going to take your uh, I'm going to take your I'm going to heed your advice there. I'm going to take a uh, vacation, but we're going alternate sports. I'm going skiing oh. this weekend. Oh, we're, well, uh, that's that's more of for when you're doing. To, that's not really a sport. That's an activity. You know what I mean? We're heading to, we're heading to Aspen. We're getting on the slopes. Little um, Aspen. Gonna little yeah, where the beer flows like wine. Yeah, um, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna have a good time <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, so so maybe maybe get out of town, do a little do a little day trip somewhere. It doesn't have to be Aspen. So might uh, invite get out lost there. in the mail or get out there. Um, the email just not get game. sent. Or? It was really a numbers game, much like much like the Rooney foursomes at Torrey Pines and at TPC. It was yeah, really just fair. a numbers game, you know. Yeah, that's fair. Actually, it was funny. Like when we were in San Diego, we had you know only six, so we had two threesomes. So we probably could use a, a fourth mm. in one of them. Yeah, but mm. you know, sometimes sometimes that's you just forget things. these things. They just saw those things go. So yeah, I. I'd say take a little vacay. Take a little vacay. Maybe even if, uh, you know, I think we got some good snow in the Midwest, correct, this last couple we weeks? We did get some snow here, yeah. It was, uh, it was a wild weekend. Jump in the car, head to Devil's Head, jump on the bunny hills, and uh, have a good time, you know? Get I like there. that. I like those. So we got like, drones. We got vacations. We got, 
Go see a movie, and, maybe. If, and if, if you're not. good enough, well, not the movie, but if you're good enough, you can do all those at once. Get the drone out. Ooh, do while a little you're skiing. skiing while you're on vacation. That's, I think we Boom. nailed it. Put a I bow on it. Moose and Moons podcast, episode 89. Joe, can, That's gonna, can, can I do a quick shutdown here? I just saw this please, story come across, and please. I think it was a good shutdown. I, I'd like to take that if it's okay with you. Shut it down. Shut it down. Shut it all down. Shut it down. Shut it down. Houston, we have shut down. I've seen enough. Shut it down. All right, usually we like to split up the grievance and shutdown, but again, like I said, this one just kind of popped across the wire here, and I, I, I remember seeing it last night, but kind of forgot about it. Uh, Danny Farquhar. Remember him last year from Joe? This stuff for the brain aneurysm in the White Sox dugout and almost died if, if it weren't for a great response time and all that. He, he very well might have lost his life. Uh, signed a minor league deal with the Yankees last night. Um, so he's going to be back next year, uh, probably starting in, in the minor leagues or you know basically a spring training tryout. But uh, real quickly, it's it's great to see a guy who was you know in the lowest of lows last year back signing a contract with a chance to really get back on the mound pitch again um everyone by all accounts seemed to really like him in, in every clubhouse he's been a very good guy throughout the league and uh very nice to see a guy who again uh, experienced as, as low as he possibly can last year almost lost his life now back uh, in baseball likely gonna be pitching again next year so good for danny farquhar good for his recovery and, and all the people who helped him uh, get through that and the yankees for giving him uh, giving him a shot definitely a good story right there uh one to keep an eye on and one that uh, hopefully a name that we'll say later on on the moose and rings podcast mm-hmm. in with nothing uh with nothing but good energy behind it that's gonna do it for the moose and rings podcast episode 89 we will hit you with episode 90 coming next week we'll do a little super bowl preview as well as uh we'd love to do a mailbag centric uh uh, episode. We say it all the time, but uh, please get involved. Send us your questions so I don't have to ask my girlfriend for one. We're, we're close That's to it. episode 100. Let's remember That's that. Yeah. People. 11 away. People forget. People, people do forget, forget that. <laughs> for See Matt, you, I'm Joe. We'll talk to you soon. May God give you for every storm a rainbow, for every tear a smile, for every care a promise and a blessing in each trial. I swear I've seen a lot of stuff in my life, but that was awesome. <laughs> I'm talking about a little place called Aspen. Chicken on the state was phenomenal.